Hi folks and welcome to this week's Industry Insights. I'm Dan Lenny from fstopacademy.com and this week we're delving into music and shooting live music. Now I'm going to be talking with James Tonkin from Hangman Studios who's no stranger to F-Stop Academy. James has worked with me closely on both of our music video masterclasses and we've also done a lot of work with the FS100 FS700 from Sony. James has been shooting major music uh, uh, artists in the UK for some time and one artist that he's worked with for a very long time is Robbie Williams uh, and Robbie Williams is doing a European tour stadium tour at the minute and James has been on tour with him shooting the tour documentary and when he was in London he asked me if I'd come along and help out for a couple of days backstage to uh, double up on the cameras. Uh, so we just finished actually shooting day one at Wembley when we grabbed this quick 20-minute podcast with James. Uh, James is an incredible demand just now. He's just been off filming with the Rolling Stones recently, filmed with Coldplay last year. So he's very much at the cutting edge of tour documentary, but making it look really cinematic. Uh, so in this podcast, we're literally sitting in the, the uh, car park of Wembley Stadium, leaving, leaving the gig, trying to get out. And so I managed to ask him a few questions about how he approaches these gigs. Once again, thanks to Rode Microphones for supplying our microphones and supporting this series of podcasts. And uh, here you go, just James Tonkin. So James, um, talk to me about, um, well, talk to me about your day, first of all. Uh, about today, well, today was one of four shows in Wembley, the first of the four shows in Wembley. And it's quite a lot of tension and sort of, anxiety i think for everybody playing in wembley because it's like it's like playing to a home crowd there's a lot of guests uh, and there's a lot more media presence because it's here in london so kind of tensions are high and um i think we got through the first day okay it's been quite a long day it's what it's half past 12 now and we got here at about um just after half twelve um, this afternoon, got in, got ourselves uh, set up in the tour manager's office, uh, went and got lunch quickly, got our accreditation, everything like that sorted out, and then just sort of made a plan for how we'd work throughout the day. It's it's a sort of non-stop process really because there's always something to plan, something to film. And there's never really much of a dull moment or much of a moment to pause other than to try and eat regularly so that you don't run out of energy halfway through the show. So talk me through what your brief is. You're on tour for almost three months. What What is your brief? We are basically making content for Robbie Williams' YouTube channel. And to me, it's to me it's sort of almost irrelevant where the material goes because I like to approach every job that the final output could be played in the cinema. That's that's my end goal. Um, so with that in mind, we've decided to shoot this in the most sort of cinematic way possible. But basically, we we're commissioned to make content for his YouTube channel, which would roll out almost at every gig so we would shoot a show uh, would then go back into post edit that for two or three days deliver it grade it upload it and it would go out before the next show and so it's a kind of a constant rolling cycle of shooting doing the post and uploading and 
we're only really making two to three minute kind of chunks of content but as opposed to doing something which would be more just sort of fly on the wall a continual two minute clip of something entertaining happening in a dressing room we really wanted to make every episode feel like a little tour documentary so it would set up the location where we are it would have general views of you know the the, the city itself it would then try and create some narrative arc to the episode itself so we'd focus on a different thing each episode and of course it all has to promote the tour and it's all content for um, the artist for Robbie Williams so as much as I try to involve other elements into it we've got to be very uh, very aware that we are promoting him and his brand basically so he always has to predominantly feature in each episode now i'm helping out for a couple of dates at wembley um but ordinarily you shoot all of this yourself can you share with us um your approach um the kind of cameras you're using how you're going about it because i think what I think a lot of the listeners will not appreciate is just how much production value you're you're putting yourself yourself through a punishing personal sort of schedule in order to, to do shoot this in the highest possible quality. So talk to me first about the gear you're using and, and how you're approaching it as a as a as a true one man band. Yes, I think uh, every time I think about this I think maybe it's it's a mistake the way that I try and um take it all on on my own and no to be fair actually i'm doing the production work predominantly on my own um with the exception of a few days like today when you're helping me out and uh, the other day in manchester when matt um Cronin, who's helping doing the post and the editing he came and helped me out but to be fair it's kind of i'm shooting it but um, i'm then relying heavily on um, my editor back at hangman uh, matt to take take the footage afterwards and look at it subjectively and or look at it objectively I should say and um, kind of take over some of that process for me I think if I decided to do all of the post on top of doing the production I think it would have probably worn me out already um, so my approach to this is say, to, to create compelling cinematic sort of episodic tour content and to do that um i've just i've just looked at every tool that i could i could basically access and i could buy to can create compelling cinematic imagery and narrative and so i'm using a lot of slow motion i'm using a lot of um, steady cam work and i constantly look at cameras and technology which helps me just to do that essentially so yeah I, last year working with Paul and shooting the Coldplay dock I used a mixture of Sony cameras I used the FS100 to start with then FS700 I also used a little 5N as um, which is predominantly it's a stills camera but it's got a pretty good video mode on it and I used that to be able to film in really small intimate scenarios like some of the dressing rooms and also on planes um, but this year, I thought I didn't want to just repeat that same approach. I, I looked at what I needed to do on this tour, and one of the um, 
objectives was to also take stills during the shows. Um, but don't, a lot of the times so far there's been still photographers who've been out and who are um, documenting the shows. But there's already been a few occasions and as we roll into touring around Europe there'll be even more occasions where um, I'll be required to deliver you know, half a dozen to a dozen stills every night as well, which will then be serviced and go up that night um, to the various partners like Samsung and to Facebook pages and, and places like that. So um, there's a couple of approaches. I could either, you know, have a still camera sort of strapped around my neck and snap off loads of stills as I'm working, or I could extract frame grabs from higher high-res footage so that was the, the latter approach is what I went for and I decided to shoot the concerts on Red Epic so I could do exactly that I could basically shoot you know with beautiful 100 frame 5k slow-mo footage and also know at any point I could pull one of those frames and pull you know a, a beautiful tiff from that a sort of 70 to 80 meg tiff which you know, certainly for Facebook and anything like that, looks just fantastic, holds up really well. And the benefit also of using the Epic is to be able to roll um, constantly at 100 frames a second or higher. If I if I shoot in 2K or 3K, I can you know be recording at 200 frames or plus. So I found that a real benefit, and that was one of the things which is certainly a benefit over working last year with just the FS700. Because although it's a fantastic camera and I'm using that predominantly this year as well, and I love this, the 200 frame ability on the FS700, the thing which uh, you have to work around is the fact it's it's a sort of a 10 second buffer of slow mo that you record with that camera, and so you don't get to if you're filming a live show and you're filming a song, you film for 10 seconds, it buffers, and then it re caches that to the to the camera itself and that takes about a minute to a minute and a half so if you're filming a three minute pop song you pretty much only get one maybe if you're very lucky two bursts of slow-mo with the fs700 and you really have to pick those moments because if you pick it and then you get the wrong moment you're waiting whilst the camera caches it um, so it's a real benefit certainly being able to constantly record at 100 frames plus because you just get so many more moments and in a live show it's all about the mixture of light and how you know the artist moves and being in the right place at the right time and as much as you try and plan it and script it sometimes you just have to wait for those lucky accidents and that's I think where the really beautiful shots come from. And you mentioned Steadicam there, and now just to clarify for anyone listening to this, thinking that you're running around with a full vest and arm, um, you've actually got a Glidecam HD 4000, I think, which seems to comfortably take your FS700 with a microphone and the side handle on. How's that been working out for you, and how are you using that? Um, that's been working out really well, actually. I, I mean, you know, I, I took some... Um, sort of advice from a fellow shooter um tom from get deluxe who does exactly the same and runs around with the glide cam and the fs700 and a tequila 11 to 16 on and i was looking at his work and he just gets such beautiful results from that and i was looking at 
just you know the right steady cam option I've, I've used Merlin's before with the FS100 and I've tried a few other steady cams but I've tried bigger steady cam rigs as well but the the crucial thing about all the gear selected for this tour is it has to be stuff which I can assemble really quickly I can pack away really quickly and I can carry um, in my in my luggage so the Glycam is a great choice because it's it's very simple. You really do you can you can put it together in five you know five to ten seconds. You just screw the bottom on, screw the top on, and once you've got it balanced to start with, then really the balance doesn't change, and it's really good to go. I mean, I I bought it when I was working in America. I set up in the hotel room that night and I shot with it the next day, and. I think after a bit of practice with it, I found I was getting better and better results. And with the 700, I needed something which... So to clarify, I'm using the Sony FS700 on it. And the weight of that camera is, I think, just just right with the glide cam. I found at the beginning I was sort of fatiguing because I was using just the one arm. But you can actually offset a bit of that weight with the second... With your, your kind of... Um, your second hand which you're using to actually point the camera in the direction you want and even though I bought a vest and an arm to use with it uh, that's they're packed up at home simply because I'm pretty much over my luggage allowance as it is I'm carrying about carrying one big whole bag which is about 32 kilos and I'm carrying another camera bag which is just tipping over 23 and a third bag which is about 10 kilos so already I'm I'm kind of am in trouble when I get to most airports. Um, so I'm trying to I'm trying to just take the bare essentials. And um, just to sort of wrap this up because I know you're exhausted, and we're actually sitting in my car in a car park in Wembley, where James is offloading media from today's shoot. Any. Um, any sort of final thoughts or things that you'd want to share with someone listening to this who who perhaps wants to get in them? In fact, I spoke to a guy today when I was out doing some B-roll who just finished college and really wants to get into shooting music. And he said, how do I do it? And my advice was, well, it's like anything. You have to produce great work. And that great work will be seen by someone somewhere if you do enough of it. And things like Vimeo and even to a degree YouTube are great platforms for showing work. But James, you know, do you have any thoughts for someone listening to this and, and, and advice from you know the fact that you're actually doing this at pretty much the highest end possible? I mean, to put this in some perspective, and James is a very uh, unassuming and understated guy, but tonight he was double booked to shoot not only Robbie Williams, but also the Rolling Stones at um, Glastonbury. So, you know, he's he's very much up there at the highest possible end and is turning down work um, because he's double booked. What What's your th- advice on someone who's looking to try and get into this line of work? What would you say to them? Um, I, <laughs> I guess... Um, I guess I'd say think, think carefully about how much luggage you try and take with you because uh, we're only halfway... Well, not even halfway through this tour yet and already certainly uh, half 12 at night... It, feels like I, I always carry too much stuff with me um, because certainly the day gets longer and you get tireder and tireder throughout. But no, on a more uh, practical note, I guess there's so many bands which just long for people to collaborate with them and to produce uh, filmic you know, content. So 
I think there's so many opportunities now for filmmakers to, you know, to ally up with bands and just start, you know, working with them, really. Um, I, I'm constantly trying to find new ways of doing things and new ways to sort of get inspired and uh, different find different approaches to it because the last thing I wanted to do this tour was to just sort of repeat the formula um, from last year which certainly you know worked really really well but I feel you you owe it to yourself to keep finding new ways to do things and I looked to using different bits of kit a lot of the time just to, to kind of to mix things up and to find different different approaches um, we bought some lenses uh, recently by my company Dogshit Optics, which just really, you know, were offering up great bits of glass at a really good value, which were flaring fantastically. And a little element like that just gives a very unique look into cut within things. So, yeah, really, I think constantly finding new people to work with and finding new approaches is is sort of my sort of my kind of motto and choosing the right kit carefully along the way to to really aid in the filmmaking and to make sure that it doesn't actually um bog you down throughout the day because you have to work so quick and so fast and well so light with your gear that that's really kind of my approach to keep it as light and uh simple as possible so it never gets in the way of the images you're trying to make and i think it's a, it's a very interesting point and also you know to just remind everyone listening to this that James has only just bought a red epic because he's shooting a three-month tour, and this job really sort of justified that investment. But you know, last year he shot the majority of Coldplay, or certainly at least half the Coldplay tour, on an FS100, and then he met, moved up to an FS700. So none of the gear that he was using for that tour was ex- expen- you know, particularly expensive. So don't feel like you have to go out and spend a ton of money on. The latest gear you know it's about using your imagination and uh, if you get a chance to see the co-play um milo xylato tour the documentary elements were all shot and cut by hangman and they're really very beautiful and they're very cinematic so i think you know the thing i take away from working with you always james is just your inspiration before we came out this morning you showed me a, a video that you'd found on vimeo i think which just would set the tone for how you were approaching this tour. Do you have any closing thoughts for for someone about about approaching it with style and where you get your inspiration from? Um, I'm really really drawn to film and wanting to constantly create work which looks like it was shot on 35 mil film or IMAX or you know, and I think for music documentation, so much of it has been documented in recent years on video because that's what everybody has has, has had access to. Um, so my inspiration, I think, a lot of the time is always looking at cinema um, and thinking about feature films and, you know, be it from Hollywood blockbusters to Asian cinema to whatever it might be, but anything which has real cinematic merit and value and then trying to apply that to... A sort of a live music formula um so that it just you get a different feel and that's that's where a lot of my inspiration comes from as well as looking at commercials and trying to just find a different way to tell you know what's often a very um, formulaic 
sort of story of you know bands going on the road playing and just trying to find a new approach to sort of telling that sort of story so that i think there's always always things to be inspired by and uh, yeah that's it. Well, I think, James, uh, thank you for giving up an extra 20 minutes of your day. I, I suspect we should probably try and get on the road so you can have some sleep, so you can continue to produce this work. Otherwise, you'll be no good tomorrow. <laughs> so we can do it all again tomorrow. Yeah, indeed. Thanks, mate. You're welcome. Thanks, Dan. <laughs>